the stories of entrepreneurs and how they overcame the struggles and challenges to get where they are today. This is Believe in the Entrepreneur with Joel Sandoval, CPA. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Entrepreneur. And I'm super excited because I have Edgar Perez in the house, who is the definition of an entrepreneur, not only a loan officer, but also a solar sales manager. Edgar, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, man. Beautiful place you have here. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So, Edgar, for those that don't really know you, uh, why don't we take it back? Because uh, I know that based on your experience, you knew that traditional, traditional route wasn't really for you. So why don't we bring it back to even those days of how, why did you know that the traditional route wasn't for you? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't, I think I was born with it. I, I, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say like people are born with their talents that they're going to have in the, in the future. Um, yeah. I was, and the reason I say that is cause I was, I was in eighth grade, man. I was in eighth grade and, uh, I used to buy my hot dogs from this truck that would drive around my street. Oh really? And, uh, and, uh. And he, you know, one day he was like, hey, you want to start going to sell hot dogs at the remate? And I was like, how much are you going to pay me? I mean, you're not going to believe what he was. He was paying me 60 bucks a week, right? Really? So, and it was only Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, actually. So it was like 15 bucks a day. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, I did that as an eighth grader, 60 bucks a week is really good money. I had my first cell phone I actually paid for. Nice. At the time. Um, and then it just started then, man. Um, I, I'm also a musician. Well, I was a musician. I am a musician. Nice. Um, got married, so I retired, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what instrument? I play a little bit of everything. I play drums, play accordion, uh, uh, bajo sexto, and bass. Nice. So I did that since uh, about freshman year um, until about last year. So oh, okay. um, that was always my backup plan. So I think that's why I've always been so... Um, Aventado, as they would say in Spanish. Yeah. Um, because I always had that to fall back on, right? But I never, I was never like, so my parents, um, as we were talking about, about off air is, you know, I grew up in a, in a low income family. My parents were migrants. And, uh, you know, we, we got, like I told you earlier, whenever they told me, hey, man, uh, we don't have money to give it, I thought they were lying to me. I was like, come on, you have to have something. I just want 10 bucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it was not easy for them, right? Um, it's until now that I'm an adult that I really see that they weren't lying when, when they said they were broke, you know? Right. Um, but that being said, I always felt like I had to produce my own income. Um, not that they made me. So, you know, a lot of other people are like, you know, my parents made me work and they would take my check. Mm. Um, luckily, I was never like that. So it was, um, it was a, t a, a, not tough. I would say more of like, um, not like you would see on movies, right? You watch movies and these kids during summer, they go to summer camp and they do all this stuff. Well, to me, it was like, if I don't go work in the Pisca, um, when I have no money, so might as well go. Right. And mm. then I would go and I hated the shit out of it, dude. <laughs> so I would, I would work there for like a week and then I would just go play with my group. Right. Mm. So at for until I was like, I want to say a sophomore, I would just play with local groups, like if they needed help, whatever, um, and make two, three hundred bucks a weekend. Mm -hmm. um, by that time, I was no longer selling hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and then when I became a junior, actually, a, yeah, sophomore in high school, um, I had a friend who was like, hey, this group is looking for a bass player, um, but they travel, you yeah. know, they travel all the United States. Uh, you want to join them? And I was like, well, dude, I'm a sophomore. Like, I don't, I don't think I can. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's, you know, I end up joining him. Um, 
we we literally would travel, dude. Like I want I don't want to tell you that every state, but I think I've been to like forty states. Wow. Um, and we would it was it'd be crazy. So I'd get picked up on Thursday night. Um, I I would leave. I I want to say myself my junior and senior year of high school, I probably went to school on Fridays maybe like twenty times. Oh wow. Yeah, the rest of the time I was I was out on Fridays. Um, luckily my teachers were all cool with it uh, because they knew who I was and stuff. And I was always a talkative dude. You can tell, mm. uh, you know. Um, so I was really cool with them. So long story short, man, um, we would leave Thursday, play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I would get home usually Monday about five in the morning, take a shower and go to school. Wow. That, that was always my, my routine. And I mean, you got to think about it at the time I was making about three, 400 bucks for doing that, mm-hmm. which now you think about it and it's like, damn, I was getting ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but I mean, that's probably why this semi-famous group wanted a little kid. Cause they were like, well, we don't got to pay this dude. And I'm not going to say names cause that's probably illegal now. Right. Right. Um, but, but yeah, so, so that's what, that was me throughout high school. Um, and I mean, think about it without even knowing subconsciously, I was already an entrepreneur at the time. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I was like hustle, man, like mm-hmm. hustle mentality. You have to hustle for your stuff. Um, but either way, you know, three, 400 bucks a week, um, for a high school kid, it's a pretty good amount of money. I would go to the snack bar. Like everything's on me, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and then I graduated high school and, and, uh, and what does everyone want you to do? Right. Got to go to college. Right. I'll tell you this much senior year of, of high school. Um, I, my, my counselor tells me, Hey, um, if you take this extra math class, cause I was, I was a savvy dude. Like, I mean, I'm a loan officer as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm not dumb. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but, but you know, um, so she's like, you just take this. I think it was like, what comes after like calculus? It was something else. I don't right. <laughs> but they, they tell me like, if you take this class, you don't have to take an entrance exam to go into CSUB. Okay. And I'm like, uh, what's the alternative? <laughs> she's like, well, you just take an elective. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the elective. And uh, I had four electives. All I had senior year was English and uh, I think it was like, what is it, government or econ or something? Mm-hmm. And that was like, because I knew I didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just don't want to go to college, you know? I get out of high school. My parents are like, well, if you're not going to college, you better work. Like, it's one of the two. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be at home being a bum, you know? Yeah. So um, what I did was I just started working little pickup jobs here. Like, I would, I worked at Ikea. I worked at Famous Footwear. Um, you know, these distribution centers. I worked uh, in a lot of places. I was actually also a uh, um, a busboy at a restaurant. Oh, wow. Um, so I did all this little stuff to just avoid going to school. Mm-hmm. And then that got old. So I went to school. For like three months, mm-hmm. that got old, went back to work, that got old, went back to school. So <laughs> I was just, all, because I hated school. Like I, I wasn't a traditional route kind of guy, right? Yeah. Like I just knew it. So then I think what really clicked in my mind when I finally like realized like, okay, I'm, I'm, I like to hustle for what I get. Like, you know, that saying like, I, I eat what I kill. If yeah. I don't kill, I don't eat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of when I realized that that was my mentality because I went into car sales. So I still remember the day I applied for, for, for car sales. I went to Dodge here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember this old dude, fucker still working there. And I, <laughs> I go talk to, and I say that because I hope he watches this. Like I'm, I love that guy. Yeah. Um, but when I walk in, it's this old mean looking white guy, a Canadian guy actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, he, uh, my friend that was trying to get me the job was like, Hey man, I have this guy. Um, he, he's trying to apply for a job. I'm standing there, bro, by the doors. And he's like, well, the only way I'll hire this guy is if I fire you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we all started laughing. So he literally meant it, though. He was like, dude, I'm not hiring. So tell him to get out of here. Mm. And I stood there, you know, and he's like, and he tells the, the, my friend, he's like, I'm being serious. Like, we're not hiring. Mm. He can submit his application and we'll see what happens. I was like, all right, whatever. Submit my application, never get a call. 
um, I go back. I'm like, hey, I'm really looking forward to this. You know, I really, I really want a job. And he's like, well, okay. Our protocol is that you do eight interviews. <laughs> eight interviews. If every single manager likes you, then we hire you. Wow. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, I, I mean, to not make it so long, I got through it. I got hired. I was there for three years. Um, I, in my first three months of car sales, I had, I, I think at the time we weren't making what they're making now, but mm-hmm. I think in three months I made like 20 grand. So it was still pretty good oh, compared wow. to, you know, what I was making at the time. I was selling like 15 cars a month. Mm-hmm. Well, the end of, so the beginning of 2017, um, uh, my friend quit because that's when the oil, I think it was when the oil fields kind of fell. Yeah. Um, and I was working at Dodge. So we were selling these big old pickups, you know? Um, and, and so the oil fields go to shit and, uh, you know, I'm like, damn, like, I'm doing all these units, but I'm selling Dodge darts. Like, <laughs> like I'm making like 50 bucks per sale, hundred bucks per sale. They would call it a mini. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I don't know if I'm liking this. Right. And then they say the gra- that people think the grass is always greener on the other side. So I have a friend, his name's actually Joel. He actually, um, works at Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he's a family friend of my wife's at the time she wasn't my wife, but he's a family friend of theirs. And he's like, Hey man, you know, we're making money over here. Come over here, dude. We sell these cars the same as your Dodge Darts and Chargers, but we make triple the commission. Mm. And I'm like, dude, when I'm comfortable here, like I'm good here, you know? Mm-hmm. I stuck around for about four months in April of, uh, of 2017. I don't remember what the exact number is, but I was ahead of the runner-up in sales by like 25 cars. Mm. So I was killing it, dude, in, yeah. in, num- in, in units. Yeah, yeah. Not volume, excuse me. Yeah, so I'm I'm killing it, dude. But but then one day my manager he he, so the story is very funny. Um, I'm trying to close a deal, and I was pretty much a closer, dude. I was a closer without being a closer. Like these salespeople wouldn't wouldn't be able to close it. Like, hey, can you come do me a favor? Yeah, and I would walk in there, and somehow, some way, made it happen. Mm. I'm not gonna say all the time. I'm gonna toot my horn like that, but right. for the most part, I can close stuff, right? So then, um, one day I I I get this client who's this like firm as uh, dude, and he's like, hey man, this is what I'm paying. This is what you're gonna give me for my trade. If you can't make this happen, just let me know and I'll take off, mm-hmm. which honestly is probably the best kind of clients. <laughs> and, and so because sometimes because they're realistic, you know, like they know right. we can make it happen. They already got that number somewhere else. Right. So if you can match it, let's do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, he tells me that and I go up to my manager. I'm like, hey, dude, this is it. Don't even waste his time. Don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. Can you make it happen? He's like, get a credit app. And I said, dude, he's not going to do a credit app. Just get the credit app. And I was like, dude, can you do this or not? Just get the credit app. I was like, are you serious? And he starts screaming at me. If you can't get a fucking credit app, what are you doing selling cars? Oh, wow. And he starts like going off on me. And now I talk to him. Now we're still cool. Mm-hmm. But but now I talk. I was trying to make you strong. I was like, that was the wrong way, dude. Like, yeah. That wasn't the right right way to try to make me strong. Like I was already your leading salesperson. Like that wasn't going to do anything for me. Mm-hmm. So um, so long story short. I didn't end up selling that because this, this dude wouldn't give me the number. Mm. So anyway, that day I was like, do you know what, dude? I'm leaving. Like, mm. that's it, bro. I, I'm going to Mercedes. I went to Mercedes for a month. Grass was definitely not greener. <laughs> um, and I quit there for political reasons. It was, I think it's still that way right now, mm. dude. Like, the the guys there have been there for like 30 years. So mm. good luck getting anywhere there, right? But right. Um, I went to Mercedes and they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, I was like, man, it's not going to work out. So whatever. So I take off. And then my one of my friends has, a, he's a contractor. So I was like, you know what, dude? I'm tired of sales, right? I think we all have that moment where you figure out you're tired of sales. Yeah. I'm tired of sales. I end up going into work for him. 
I liked it because he gave me a, a salary. It was like a thousand bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was like doing nothing. I would cruise around with him drinking and shit. And so it was like, <laughs> hell yeah. I was like, what? I was in 2017. I don't know. I want to say I, I want to say I was like 23. This 22. is doing what? Uh, just like moving crews around in the fields, dude. But, mm. but it was like, we didn't really do much cause we, he had helpers. Mm. So it was like pretty much here's a thousand bucks a week to just cruise it with me everywhere. Oh wow. Cause he was the contractor. Mm. So I was like, yeah, cool. I'm down. Right. Yeah. I did that for about a year. Um, and then I got tired of it again. I was like, ah, this is like the whole thousand dollars a week sounds amazing. And for most people is like, hell yeah, this is good mm-hmm. to each their own. Right. Um, everyone has different ambitions. But to me, I knew there was something bigger. Like, I knew that, and at the time, now I'm a way different person. Like I told you, I'm big into podcasts now, mm-hmm. um, but we'll get there, I guess. Um, but yeah, at the time, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to become a loan officer. This was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sorry, no, I wasn't with him for a year. It was like six months. Okay. So this is still 2017. I'm like, I want to become a loan officer. And my brother had just become a realtor. Mm. Um, and he's like, dude, wait, it's a tough business. You know, this, this and that. And he's not lying, mm-hmm. right? But I was like, I really want to do it, man. And he talked me out of it. I didn't do it. I'm like, all right, whatever. I focused on my music, on my band, mm. which was great, by the way. I I, I was averaging probably like $1,500, $2,000 a week mm. playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the rest of the week, I would bum it at home. I wasn't married yet. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and so I, I was loving it, right? Yeah. But then I get married and uh and i'm trying to do the same thing but now it's different not so much jealousy or none of that it's just like my wife had a bachelor's degree um has a bachelor's degree um she has like this like like job you know that everyone like damn like Mm -hmm. you know everyone everyone dreams of that after high school right like i want to get my bachelor's and i want to get this good paying job Mm -hmm. so she has that and i'm a musician you know (laughs) and it's kind of like we're at family gatherings like what do you do oh i'm a i'm a uh, psychologist and this and that what do you yeah. do i'm a musician <laughs> and it was kind of like oh man but it was paying the bills it was cool but then it slowed down and and then um i ended up landing this this pretty good job dude for granite construction um this was at the end of 2018 i'm working for granite construction and uh and it was a good job it was paying just about the same about like 1200 a week mm-hmm. um dude doing nothing like <laughs> like uh, nothing bro i was literally sitting in an office it wasn't in an office it was a c train with ac oh wow i was sitting in a c train with ac checking trucks in and out but there was like a truck would come in three or four hours would pass then another one mm-hmm. three or four hours would pass then another one it was like dude i would take naps in there i, would, I was loving <laughs> life bro like i was the i was the uh how would you say like all my friends were like, bro, you landed like the dream job, right? Yeah. I was going to make like 60 grand a year. And he's like, dude, you're doing it. Yeah. And I felt that way for about a year. And then, um, and then again, that's when my wife um, got pregnant. Mm. And I was like, okay, um, you know, they offer 401k and we all know what that really means, but mm-hmm. uh, 401k and, and, and they offer uh, benefits and health insurance, but you still have to pay for it, but somehow it's called benefits. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and so they offer all this. And again, I'm, I feel like I'm living the life, mm-hmm. but financially I'm check to check, dude. Like this whole, this whole story I'm telling you mm-hmm. the whole time I'm check to check. Mm. Right. So whether the money was good or not, I was never good with it. Mm. So um, Grant Cardone is big on this, right? He says, instead of dropping your debts, increase your income right right you want to live a baller lifestyle become a baller yep 
you know, and I'm not saying I'm a baller, but that was that's always been my mentality, mm-hmm. and it's not a good trait to have. So for your for your audience, don't do that. Like it, it's it's a very it's a stressful life when you're not making the money, right? Right. Like you're trying to live up to the to the what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I'm telling you, my friends are already graduating college. They're getting these degrees and they're doing this and they're getting good paying jobs, eighty grand, a hundred grand. And and I remember one time I'm sitting in my garage with a few of my friends. Um, this guy to me is like successful as hell, man. I'm like, dude, like you're a property manager. You you manage like four apartment complexes. I think like, you have to be making money, good money. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, dude, I'm making like 120. I said, fuck, man. If someday, and we're talking about goals, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and my wife's already pregnant. She's like three months pregnant. Um, and he's like, he's like, yeah, dude, I want to have a Ferrari someday. Mm. And I said, dude, fuck Ferrari. I want to make a hundred grand. <laughs> like, if I can make a hundred grand, bro, I'm done. Mm. Like I'm staying wherever that job is. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, mind me that I'm making 60 at mm-hmm. my job. Right. Um, and so when I, when, when we had that conversation, it kind of sparked like, like, what am I doing? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm making 60 grand a year. I'm renting a home. I can't even afford to buy a house. Mm. Um, I'm living check to check. My family's going, this is what triggered me too, dude. Like my whole family went on a trip. Not my wife's family went on a trip. My family too. Right. Mm-hmm. So they go on a trip to like Cancun or something. And I couldn't go because I, I didn't have PTO. Mm. And the truth was I didn't have money to go. <laughs> so so i blame the pto right yeah, yeah so i'm like fuck man like this ain't cutting it I, I, it's this i gotta do something different why my wife's still working she's now like i want to say like uh, five six months pregnant mm-hmm. and i'm like you know what dude uh i gotta talk to my boss mm. so i hit up my boss the, he's the superintendent and i was like hey man um i know i've only been here for a little bit less than two years but i have bigger dreams dude like i'm I am a salesperson. I am born a salesperson. Like I need something in sales here. Mm-hmm. Like how, like how can I move up? Let me level up. You know, mm-hmm. do you need me to go back to school? And he, and he's like, Hey, yeah, we'll talk about this one. And he kept shining me off. Mm. Cool dude, man. I don't, nothing against them. Granted it was a really good place to work. Um, but then he kept shining me off, shining me off. And then one day I, I saw him in person. And I was like, Hey man, like we really need to have this conversation. Like, what do I need to do to make over a hundred grand here? Mm-hmm. He's like, look, let me look into it. I'll come back and talk to you. Cool. Mm. Cool. Comes back a few weeks later and he tells me, Hey man. So I, I looked into the positions that might be available. The thing is that in order to be our lead salesperson here, you have to have at least a bachelor's. Mm. I said, a bachelor's in what? He said, anything. I really? Said, so, so if I have a bachelor's in child development, you're going to give me a sales job. He's <laughs> like, yeah, it's just the fact of having a bachelor's. And I said, so if it takes four years to get a bachelor's, which Realistically, that's for kids, like coming out of high right. school. An adult with a kids and a household to maintain, I'm talking six, seven years, dude, like, you know, mm-hmm. with a full-time job. I'm like, so you're telling me you'll take, you'll let me leave for seven years, come back with a child development uh, <laughs> bachelor's and let me get a sales job. And he's like, yeah, dude, unfortunately, that's how it works. I said, okay, so without that, where's my cap? He's like, probably like 70. And I'm at 60. Mm. So I'm like, this makes no sense, dude. Like, mm-hmm. how does that make sense? So I hit up my brother and I said, hey, dude, whether you like it or not, I'm becoming a loan officer. Mm. Like, if you're going to help me, cool. If you're not, then don't help me, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, dude, I didn't mean that. I didn't want to help you. I'm just telling you that, like, get your reserves right, you know? Mm. Save up some money. Be ready to not make money for a year. And I was like, dude, I already have that saved up. I was full of shit. I didn't have anything. <laughs> told you, I've always been check to check my whole life. Yeah. Um, my dad, I talked to my dad and my mom and, and they both told me too, like, look, cut down on your expenses. If you have to come back home to live here with us, go ahead. Like, that's mm. fine with us. 
But my dad was more on the like, save up money, dude. Save up money. Save up money. Save. That's like everyone's mentality. Is like, right. Save money. Save money. Save money. Save, save money. Save money. Like, I want to buy that. Save money. Like, God damn it. Why not? Why not? Like, tell me, hey, dude, do you want to live that lifestyle? You got to make it happen somehow. Right. You know? No. No. Save money. So. All right, and there's some things that I'm sure you can relate to this where, like, mm-hmm. there's some things that you'll never forget, right? Like, about what triggered you to, to like, open For your sure. business, right? Yeah. Like, like, you talk about that text that you got, <clears throat> Those right? pivotal moments, yeah. Exactly, and you'll never forget those. I, mm-hmm. I think until you die, you're, you're going to have that in, in the, your subconscious, right? For sure. So, um, I remember when all this is happening, um, I, I talked to one of my good buddies, I, and he's still one of my best friends, dude. Um, but this guy graduated with like a really good degree and I don't want to say what, cause y'all know I'm talking about him, <laughs> Okay. but, uh, and he, I don't even think he knows that this is what triggered me. I have not, I have yet told him. Oh really? Um, yeah, I know. So, um, so he tells me, I I'm talking to him. I was like, yeah, dude, like I need to find a job, man. Like if they're ever hiring at where you work, like it's similar work. I already have a couple years experience here. Um, you know, hook me up, man. I, I don't think 70 grand is going to cut it for the long run, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, well, dude, what do you expect? Like, you don't even have a bachelor's or an associate's. Mm. And I was like, this motherfucker. Like, in, <laughs> I was like, all right, bro. That's it. That was like like the thing that sparked it. Mm. I texted my wife. She was, she, I think she probably looked at her phone like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I literally texted her like, like, F everything, F that, F this. I'm, oh, I'm wow. going to fucking do it. Like, I'm going to become a loan officer. And mark my words if I'm not ready by August. Mm. This is like the end of July. I yeah. mean, sorry, end of June. Okay. And so I, I literally, I'm telling you, at work, I didn't do much. So literally, I'm just sitting there, like, waiting for trucks to pass by. There was days we would go in at 3 in the morning, dude. And we had, like, a morning rush. And then I would have, like, six hours of nothing. Mm. So what was I doing, dude? I bought, like, six crash courses on credit. <laughs> I, I, I bought all kinds of courses. I was like, I'm passing this fucking test. Yeah. I'm going to make it happen, dude. Like, I have to. So, um, long story short, dude, by, by, by July, the end of July, I'm licensed as a mortgage mm, loan officer. Wow. And if you know, if you've heard, that test is freaking hard. Yeah. Like, it's harder than the, supposedly, I haven't taken it. They say it's harder than the realtor, the realtor broker one. Okay. And the regular realtor exam. Wow. So, they say it's pretty hard. I passed it on my first try, but, dude, I'm... Like, believe me when I tell you, I was studying eight hours a day. Yeah. So I get it, right? And this is another thing that sparked me, too. There's, there's these two memories, dude, I'm never going to forget. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm, at my, I'm at my wife's family's, uh, they're big party people, dude. They, like, if you tie, learn how to tie your shoe, they, they throw a party. <laughs> like, they, they, they party for everything, which is awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. always liked that about them. Um, turned me into one of those guys now, so my habits got even more expensive. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... so um, we're at a party. I don't even know what it was. It was a little family gathering. And uh, and then that's the day I kind of told them. like, Because them too, man, they would like praise my position at work. Like, dude, you, you're you you're at a gold mine right now, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and, um, and I tell him, like, hey, man, so I'm leaving Granite. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my father-in-law's right there. And he's like, you're doing what? I was like, I'm leaving Granite. Um, at this time, I had just bought my first home. Mm-hmm. So I had literally just closed in, actually, I had been there for about, Three months already. Okay. So um, so he's like, you're doing what? And I was like, I'm leaving Granite. He's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to be a loan officer. And and he literally tells me, dude, you're about to fuck up. He said it in Spanish. He really? Said, he said, la vas a cagar. Mm. And I was like, why though? Like, but that, like, dude, it got to me. Like, have you ever been hit by by news or something that gets you like shaky? And, oh, like, for you sure. Wanna, like, you're like, your voice is cracking. Like, you yeah, want to yeah, cry. Yeah. Like, that was me because it was from him. Like, mm. like this is like my second father, you know? Mm-hmm. So so I'm like, damn. Like, my dad told me, wait and save. 
My brother's telling me to save. My friend's telling me I'm not worth more than 60 grand a year. Mm. Like, what are all these signs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe I shouldn't do it. Right. But I'm already licensed. I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm doing it. Long story short, um, I do. I become a loan officer. I I I just happened to do it right at the refi boom mm. of uh, of 2020. Nice. Uh, so you know, I did my first month in business. I closed like 1.3. Wow. Uh, first month, dude. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm having my manager do all the work because I'm like, oh, hey, I have a friend. I have a friend. I have a friend. He's <laughs> like, well, yeah, bring him. I'll do it. And then that's kind of how I learned. Yeah. Um, I, I go and I and I closed. Um, if I remember the number correctly, it was like 11 million in my first year. Wow. Um, and then, so needless to say, it was, it was, it was the, the favorable market more than anything. Mm -hmm. I, I can accept that, but my brother's in the business. He helped me get into with some realtors there at, uh, at performance. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have another, a couple of other friends that, that started sending me business. So, I mean, call it luck, call it whatever you want. It's a very tough business. Um, but how I transitioned into what now has become like my, 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 my bread and butter dude is, um, I have a friend, uh, Justo Flores, huge shout out to that guy, man. Like this guy literally changed my life. So I've, I've known him because he was friends with my brother-in-law mm -hmm. and I'm, this is years back, dude. Like this is before I even, um, he was even dating my, my wife. Okay. Um, I was already pretty cool. My brother's-in-law. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was one of those stories. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this guy, I met him, he's a little older than me. I think he's in his thirties, like, like, uh, low thirties. Okay. Um, this guy starts, uh, you know, we like, Hey dude, um, he would always message me. He was working for at the time, Vivint solar. Um, and he's like, Hey dude, you know, if you want to change your life, man, come to one of our meetings, come check it out. You know, if you don't like it, walk away. Mm -hmm. I actually had an appointment as well with, um, with Alejandro. Oh really? To go with them. Uh, but this was before a lot of this stuff. This was probably like right when I left car sales. Mm. Um, at the time, he wasn't as big as he as they were, mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, and I, I was one of those dudes that just didn't believe in it, you know. And now I look at them. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so so um, I, 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 he he was telling me the same thing, and I was like, it's probably something similar. And I'm just not ready for that right now. Mm -hmm. um, I just became a loan officer, so I like I, I just need to focus on one thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, a little bit later, I have clients start to ask me like, Hey, dude, um, we just closed on my home, and I want to get solar. Like, who do you recommend? And uh, I'm like, hey, my boy, he got you. Mm -hmm. I sent him a few deals, and then one day he just comes to me with a check, and he's like, hey, dude, referral checks. I was like, for what? <laughs> Excuse me. He's like, yeah, for the deals you sent me. I was mm. like, shit, I'm going to do this more often. <laughs> so now I'm starting to pitch this to, to my clients, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We close on the house, um, and then I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, guys, I know you're probably going to get door knockers at your house because it happens, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, nothing wrong with door knockers. That to me, if you knock doors, dude, you're a success. You either have to be a door knocker or or um, door to door sales, let's say it more more politely. Mm -hmm. You either got to be a door to door salesperson or a car salesperson to be a successful salesperson. For sure. Uh, yeah. Not that, that sounds very narrow, right? But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, most of those guys, you learn, dude. Like, you get neglected a lot. People tell you off, like, mm -hmm. you know, and that's probably what I never liked about it, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to go door knocking. Like, that's embarrassing. Imagine I tell my dad, Hey, dude, I just quit my job, my salary job, making double what you make <laughs> to go door to go knock doors. Right? He'd be like, "Are you? You have to be shitting me, you know?" <laughs> uh, but anyway, so my friend and I, I start telling these people, "You're probably gonna get some door knockers, you know, and and they're gonna be offering you solar. Solar's not a bad thing, and I and I stand my ground on that. Mm -hmm. Like, solar's not a bad thing. You, there's just bad salespeople, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so I was like, so might as well work with someone you can trust, like." 
this guy, I know him. I can trust him. I'll, I'll, I'll give anything. Like, I, I, I can give you my word that he will not do you dirty. Mm-hmm. Right? And they'll be like, sure. Have him come over. Mm-hmm. And when I got him, like, the second one like that, he, t- he calls me. He's like, hey, dude, we need to meet up. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he's, probably like, he's probably not going to want to do this no more. Yeah. So he's like, hey, dude, you're fucking up, dude. And I was like, what? He's like, you know how much you could have made on these deals you've sent me for the 500 bucks I'm giving you on each? Mm. And I was like, I don't care, though, dude. It's like a car payment. Like, I just buy a new car. And like, yeah. wait, wait, what you're giving me, that's cool with me, you know? He's like, nah, man, you need to come to one of our meetings. He's like, come down to one of our meetings, man, and just check it out, dude. Like, just come. Like, and, and at the time, I was very, like, I have to get to my office at 8. I have to leave no earlier than, than 6 p.m. because mm. I'm a new loan officer, and it has to be this way because that's what this guy said, and that's what that guy said, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all BS, you know? Uh, <laughs> if, if anything, if you're a loan officer and you're sitting in an office, you're fucking up. Like, yeah. you're not really making money. Um, so, so I was like, um, but that's what, that was my mindset at this time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm only like three months into three, four months into a uh, loan officer. And so, um, so I, I was like, all right, dude, I'll take the time. I'll go down there. I go down there and, and I'm sitting there, you know, and they're real like, oh, you know, uh, it, well, I don't know if you know, but like Sunrun, Sunrun is sponsored by Nike. Okay. Uh, really? sponsored by Ford, uh, where, you know, with Costco and, uh, Home Depot and oh, wow. it's a pretty big company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, all these guys are in Nike gear, badass, like, Jordans and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, like, even that outfit. Because everyone thinks for, for clothes to be expensive, it has to be, like, Prada or Gucci. Right. Like, dude, Nike and Polo are hella expensive now. Yeah, right? they are. So, so, so I'm like, like, damn, these dudes have some sick fits, dude. Like, they look like they're about to go run a mile or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It looks tight. And that's how they work. And, and when I realized it more was when he helped me get solar at my house. Uh, because he shows up like in a, in a windbreaker. It was like in the winter, mm-hmm. uh, shows up in a windbreaker and like, like joggers and some Nikes and like, uh, like, you know, it looked, it looks sick. Yeah. So I'm like, this is tight. Like, uh, so, so then they start talking about how much they make, man. And I'm like, I'm like, this can't be true. You know, you guys mm-hmm. can't make this selling solar. Like, and then, uh, he's like, come to another meeting, dude. And I was like, I don't know, dude. So it literally took six months for him to convince me to onboard. Mm. How stupid am I, bro? <laughs> man, it's changed my life, man. Um, nice. It's and not even financially. I mean, obviously financially, but it's not even about that anymore, dude. My goals used to be money. Mm. That used to be my. I I talked to you about this right now. It's like I wanted to make a hundred grand, right? Yeah. That used to be my goals. Now, like, screw the money, dude. The money comes. It yeah. comes on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm more about like if I can do this shit, dude. Anyone can. Yep. Like I'm not special, man. Like. Like maybe I have ambitions and I, and I, and I like, I'm savvy with words, you know, I can, I, I can talk to you like, you know, like it's, it's easy for me to get along with people. Right. But other than that, like, dude, I'm just a random dude, you know, like yep. I'm the random little paisa that walks around everywhere uh, selling solar to people, you know? And, and one of the biggest things that, that I focus on, dude, um, cause I said selling solar to people, I'm probably going to get in trouble with my managers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing around now. So, um, obviously we sell, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is sales from the moment you uh, try to convince someone of something you're selling. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey dude, can you unlock that door for me? No, come on, bro, please. You just sold them. Yep. Right. Um, so everything sells, but one of the biggest things that I focused my, my, uh, I'm, my morals, dude, are, are huge. You know, like I, I am so dedicated to like giving someone like genuinely what I think is best for them when it comes to loans, when it comes to solar, anything in life, dude, mm-hmm. like you will, I really hope that you never hear like that dude did me dirty. Right. You know, because, because I do everything in my power to give you the best treatment 
that I possibly can because you know who I always see on the other side of the table? My dad. Mm. Like, like when my dad would do deals with people, now I think, like, I honestly, you want to know something? Yeah. I still haven't seen the solar contract that he has at his house. Really? He got solar like 10 years ago. Oh, wow. And I don't want to look at it because I'm pissed off. <laughs> but but that's kind of what, like, kind of, like, makes me be better, you know? Right. Like, I feel like when you're genuinely a nice person, when mm -hmm. you genuinely want to help people, like, I don't want to get into religion, but there's, like, there has to be something that gives you more, you know? For sure. Like, like. Every, I, I feel like having an abundance mentality, dude, is is huge. Mm -hmm. And when you think like that, you're not thinking this sale is all I'm going to get. You mm -hmm. know, like I have to make every single penny on this sale that I'm getting right now because who knows when the next one's coming. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, dude, it's sale sale para todos, right? <laughs> like that. Like it's I am huge now, dude, on trying to bring people on to do what I do because I I heard you talking about this with Alejandro, a pyramid scheme, right? Oh, fucking pyramid schemes. Mm hmm. Dude, if that's the way you look at it, then you probably should stay at a nine to five. Right. Honestly. Yeah. Like whether the person. So here with us, it's a little different in the aspect of like, if I bring someone on, I really don't make much, almost nothing on them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like little to, dude, it's like 25 bucks. Right. Right. So I would have to bring on like a thousand people for me to make a lot of money on mm -hmm. recruiting. Um, the reason I want to bring people on, dude, is because this shit changed my life, bro. Nice. Like I, I literally quadrupled my goal wow my income goal in one year wow like and and i don't know dude like it's, it was <laughs> i don't know what it is it seems so easy to me so yeah. now i'm like i'm gonna double that mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna double that and then i'm gonna double that and i feel like the only way to do that is by bringing my my, my people with me dude like mm -hmm. like i have so many people i have a couple in particular that i'm like dude you would fucking kill it here like mm. you would take me out yeah like i know you would come on but they have a degree and their dad tells them no and mm. i just i don't know dude like yeah I, I i i guess like i said and that's when we go back to like i think you're born being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. you can learn to be one mm -hmm. but that's hard yep it's like telling me to go dunk a basketball like i i, I don't i don't think i can but unless you give me a short court <laughs> right uh but like I think when you're born with it, it's much easier, but right. anyone can, can do it, right? Right. It's like singing, playing an instrument. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some people that, like, to me, it was very easy. Mm -hmm. Now, I've tried teaching people in the past, and I'm a horrible teacher when it comes to music. Um, <laughs> but, like, the people that I've been gone, dude, like, I brought on a couple people, and uh, and it's, it's, honestly, to me, now it's like, dude, like, look, there's no secret sauce to be successful. I mean, you, I'm sure you agree. Yep. There's no one that can tell you, Hey, dude, look, this is the one thing that nobody knows. And, and if you do this, you're going to make, you're going to make so much money. Like, and that's not, dude, no matter what business you get into, if it's insurance, if it's solar, if it's car sales, if it's real estate, that's where the money's at. Any for of those. Sure. For sure. Like sales is where you're really going to make money. Yep. If you want, if you love your nine to five, good luck making over a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you talk about it in your podcast right. where how long, how long and how many degrees did it take you to make over a hundred grand? <sighs> Man, a decade. Yeah, you see what I'm yeah. saying? So, And then that's taken into, was that a decade like working there or including school? Including school. Yes. Yeah, including school. So a decade, dude. Like mm -hmm. uh, people, you need to really understand that 10 years is a long time. Yep. Like if you started, and again, uh, one of the conversations I was having today is like, it's impossible to say, like if I ask you today, Joel, do you wish you would have just gone on your own from day one? Oh, 100%. But do you think you'd be successful? You don't think you learned a lot of the oh, stuff? Oh, man, so much. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have been ready. 
I would have probably failed. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, okay, I don't regret any of the stuff that went that happened to me. Right. Any of the failures, my my in law telling me you're fucking up. Uh, yeah. My dad telling me don't do it. My brother telling me wait. Dude, it was it gets even worse. I just didn't want to get into so many details. Like I had somebody tell me get your license and I'll hire you. Mm. I get my license and he tells me I can't hire you, <laughs> and I already quit my job. Oh God. No, dude, it got bad, and wow. my wife's seven months pregnant. Wow. And, and we just bought a house. Damn. She's not working anymore, getting the, the, you know, whatever money disability gives. It's not nothing. Right. And and what was I doing? Fuck, I'm crazy, dude. Like, like yo soy aventado. Like, I don't care. I, I know I always have. Dude, you know, they say if you take everything from a real entrepreneur, he'll still be successful. Mm. Right. Or from a successful person, whatever. the. the oh, yeah. 100%. If you take everything away from a successful person, they'll be successful again. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's what I consider myself. I have a I have a video that I posted about this and I got so much bad feedback on it, dude, because people have it's it's, it's a mentality thing. Oh, yeah. Like you can. So let's say let's say someone drives up in a Lamborghini right now. Mm hmm. And he gets off in a in a in a in a Gucci onesie, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy's flossing chains and all kinds of stuff. I'm not saying I like all these chains, but I'm saying like, damn, like this guy must make a shitload of money, right? Somebody will say cocky ass dude, yeah, for sure. Like this guy just showed up to to this street thinking he's a shit just because we don't have. And somebody else will be like, damn, bro, put me on. Like, what do yeah. I got to do, right? Yep, I'm the put me on kind of guy. Yep. Like if I see someone making a lot of money, I want to know how you did it. Yep. And you don't, you know, and if, and if there's a possibility, can I do it too? Yeah. Right. Versus. And so the video that I posted was, was I, I'm already successful. Like mm-hmm. I'm successful as hell. Mm-hmm. Why? Cause I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I, there's no morning. Like, this is how funny it is. Let me finish that sentence. There's no morning that I'm not excited to go to work. Mm. Right. So this is how funny this is. When I was working at Granite, I was, go, I would go in at seven. So I would get up at about six, mm-hmm. you know, get ready, go to work. Now I go in whatever the hell time I want, but I'm, but I'm up by five. <laughs> oh, there we go. I go to the gym and, and I get back home. I, excuse me. Recently I had this thing with my son where he's, he's one and a half now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he likes to shower. Uh, he likes me to shower him in the morning. Mm-hmm. So when he, I, t- I, I take a shower and I get out and he wakes up and he's like, and he like says, Awa. and I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Like that is priceless, bro. For sure. Like that's moments that I would have never been able to give to him. Mm-hmm. I played football throughout middle school and high school. Like my parents probably went to one game. Mm-hmm. I performed a lot on Sundays here locally. Mm-hmm. My parents probably went to a few performances because they worked on Monday, you know, mm-hmm. like, dude, like fuck the money. Yep. Like that, the money is nothing, dude. Like, get that through your damn head. Yep. That if you make sixty grand, or you make five hundred grand, mm-hmm. or you make ten million, the stress is still there. Mm-hmm. You still have problems, mm-hmm. and, and and your free time is what matters. Yep. Like a ten million, a, a guy's making ten million, but works twenty four seven, is probably more miserable than mm-hmm. a guy that makes fifty grand but works three hours a day. Oh, for sure. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And now. Let's be realistic. When you're an entrepreneur, it's like, I like to say I traded my nine to five to work 24-7. Right. Like, but that doesn't really mean we're working 24-7. Right. If you say today, hey, man, so I'm going to Cancun next week, who can tell you no? Right? (laughs) Probably yourself. Exactly, yeah. You're the guys who be like, should I really do this? But but it's you. You control that, right? Right, right. Um, So I'm just huge on like, like stop being a little weenie. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say other words because I don't want to make this too graphic. (laughs) Stop being, stop being scared. It's always going to be scary, dude. Yep. 
It's always going to be scary, but you want to hang with the ballers. You got to act like the ballers. Oh, 100%. Right? So I, I just I just feel like it's it's easy. It's easier said than done. Of course, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of people quit. Of course, a lot of people are going to say, it wasn't what they pitched me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're too hype for me. Dude, if you don't like making money, then you probably shouldn't hit me up. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yep. But I, I'm offering you an opportunity to probably be better than me. Mm. To make... It's endless, dude. Yeah. People talk about real estate, and it's a very good career. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about real estate like, dude, it, the good thing is there's no cap. Mm-hmm. But realistically, there, there, it's not a cap. If not, there's like only so much a person could do, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then if you're smart, you build a team. Right. Or you start to hire assistants. Right. But a lot of people get capped that. They cap themselves, right? Right. They're like, dude, this is all I could do, so I'm, I'm cool with that. If I can make 150 200 a year, it's bomb. And that's very good income. Right. Right. But you want to start making money to where you're going to change your kids and your grandkids' future when you're going to be able to change your parents' future, even if they're already elder. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I'm on the verge of paying off my parents' house. Nice. Like, and I told my wife, and if your parents owed it too, I'd pay theirs off too. Mm. And this isn't, and I, again, I bet you people are going to watch this video and say, this dude, he thinks he's better than us already. He's still one of us. He's only from Marvin. Yes, I'm from Marvin. But I was able to change my life. Mm-hmm. And maybe I've, I, I, maybe like I'm getting too excited about this. Mm-hmm. But shit, believe me, when I tell you this, Joe, that if I come back to your show in, in two or three years from now, mm-hmm. we're going to be having probably the same conversation, if not better. Mm-hmm. Because once you start to, do, to change your lifestyle, you start to become a better person generally. Yep. Right? Like I told you, I'm huge on podcasts. Now, dude, I'm like probably the biggest, probably bigger than you fan of Bradley, dude. Like I, I, I like that guy a lot. Yeah. Um, I listen to Patrick Bidet, but he's a smart dude too. Mm-hmm. But what I really like about Bradley and like Wes Watson, a lot of the people that have been on his show is like, or a lot of the guys that even have been on your show as well on your, on your podcast is like, dude, they're real as hell. Yep. Like you, they're like a random, everyone expects this. If you tell someone, Hey, paint me a picture of this millionaire. What are they going to paint for you? Really? <laughs> a guy in a suit. Right. It has to be a guy in a suit on a desk. Right. Right. But how many guys do you know that are millionaires actually act like that? Right. Like none. <laughs> so I'd rather be a real ass dude and bring you with me, show you that it's, that it could be done. Cause if I can do it again, I'll repeat it again. If I right. can do it, you can do it. Anyone could do it. Right. And, and there's very many ways to do it, but being an entrepreneur, it has so many benefits dude. aside from, you can write off a lot of your income yeah, and stop 100%. paying the IRS. Yep. Um, aside from that, like it really is limitless, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you control your your future. I was, I went out. I don't want people to misconcept what I said when I said that people talk about real estate being this big thing. Okay, everyone says well, solar is only going to be around for about five years. Let me tell you something. If I can tell you, okay, solar is only going to be around for another five years. In those five years, you can make X amount of money. You can buy X amount of properties, and after those five years. I'll probably become, I mean, I'll be a loan officer. I, I love being a loan officer. But yeah. I mean, for a random dude, like my manager, that dude, Husto, we call him managers. I mean, we're, we're 1099, so it's not really a manager, right? But he's a direct, he's a district manager, right? Mm-hmm. So Husto said that when solar goes to shit, right? Like everyone's saying, he's going to be the guy that crosses like the, the kids at, at school. The, the, the guy okay. that goes to stop sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said he's going to do that at every school his kids go to. Gotcha. Right. And and I bet I bet if someone that doesn't know him sees like right now you see these older guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like probably retired dudes that are doing right. it because they want to have conversations with the parents. Mm-hmm. Like imagine being 40 years old, being able to be the stop sign guy because I don't gotta work no more. Right. My passive income is, you know, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. I don't have to work. 
Yep. If you can set that up in five years, well, why not? Right. Who cares if it's around for five years? And shit, let's say you do that for five years and then that goes to crap, like everyone quote unquote says that it is. Um, and then you want to go into real estate, go ahead. Right. You want to go into insurance because insurance ain't never going away. Right. Everyone's going to keep dying forever. That's something you're never going to avoid. Mm-hmm. Right. So go into that. Mm-hmm. But like set yourself up mm-hmm. instead of like, nah, it's because this is going to happen. Well, while you're waiting for solar to go to shit, you're making 25 bucks an hour. Right. Being told what time to get to work, mm-hmm. being told what time you can clock out, being told, hey, you have to work overtime. It's mandatory. Mm-hmm. Hey, but I had a trip. That's not my problem. Mm. Hey, man, my whole family is going to, to Mazatlan for the weekend. Is it cool if I go? Nope. You have to work on Monday. Mm. Is that really like, is that really intriguing? And again, to some people it is. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you if you feel, if someone feels like, like they're made for more, mm-hmm. like, I'm here for them, dude. Yeah. Like, like I can, I can teach you everything I know and, and I can have the people at our office teach you more than what I know. But the point is that there's a bigger world out there. Right. And I didn't realize that dude. I didn't realize that until I got out of what I was accustomed to. So, you know, they, they say a lot, you have to cut people off, right? Like, yep. You know, something, and I've heard this, um, uh, they were saying like, sometimes it has to be your mom or your dad. I could never imagine cutting off my parents. Yeah. But Hey, I, I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to have, like, my parents together, lovable. Like, they just didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But they were always, I can say, some of the best parents that I could have ever asked for. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, like, when I say cut people off, I don't cut people off, dude. They cut themselves off. Yep. Like, I changed who I am. I, I am a very different person than I was two years ago, even last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to my wife, dude, I think a strong household, a a, a wife that's on the same page as you is it's, it's, I don't even think there's a word to how important it is to have that at home. Um, because she checks me, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, like when I put, when I put posts up and stuff, she'll be like, dude, you know what this is going to do? Right. I was like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like at this point, it's like the people who know who I really am, know who I really am. Yep. If you want to get to know me, Hit me up, dude. We'll talk. We'll have lunch. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a, I consider myself a cool dude. I'm not cocky, but I love, I love to show what I have or what I can have. Not because I want to like feel better. Right. I don't do. I don't post my stuff to feel better about myself. Right. I post my stuff to motivate people. Right. Because that's that's my biggest thing, dude. Is like I realized. You know what my long term goal is. Um. What's I think. That? I think if. I think I need to be a successful person before I can make this happen. And, and I told you I'm already successful in my eyes, mm-hmm. but I need to be a publicly successful person because I want to be a coach, dude. I want to be like a performance coach, like a, like a sales coach, you know? Yeah. Um, because I feel like my, my calling in, in life is to, to like, to motivate people, dude, like mm-hmm. to, to tell people like there's more to life, right? There's way more to life than money. Mm-hmm. but money will help you be there. Like, yeah, it's just the truth, man. Like pe- people try to make it money. Can't buy happiness. I'm, I see people on yachts happy as fuck. Like, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. I mean, yes. Like if someone's about to die and like, you can't buy their life back. Yes. Right. We all know that. But mm-hmm. I mean, like just in general, like having more money gives you better, better opportunities, mm-hmm. um, investments and stuff like that. Stuff that you need to focus on now I don't want to be working at 60 years old, dude. I mean, maybe if I'm loving it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't want to have to work at 60 years old. Right. I'm sure you can you can back oh, me up on that. Oh, dude. yeah. Like, like what, what age do you want to retire if you don't mind it? Man, I could retire right now, honestly, if I wanted to. But it's the drive 
you know, the, the, the impact that I'm trying to make, just like you said, it's not about the money anymore. It's about the, the impact that you're going to make. And I'm sure you probably had that same mindset where you said, Hey, you know what? I don't really care about the money. The money just comes. And I'm, I'm just about impacting lives, seeing my team win, seeing, you know, my customers, my clients win by saving them 30, 50 grand in taxes. It's like, dude, you were overpaying taxes for the last five years. And so to me, it's all about the impact because I've had, you know, I have investments now that could pay for my lifestyle. But of course, that doesn't mean I want more because, you know, obviously the more income you have, the better your lifestyle gets 100%. and everybody wants a better lifestyle. And so I think that if someone really wants to be successful, they have to be in it, not in for the, not for the money, but really for the impact they're going to make and the lives that they're going to change. And then when you have that mentality, the sales just come because like you said, you see your dad on the other side of the table and it's like, hey, what's in the best interest of my client? And if you and if you really think that, hey, I'm really trying to help you and they sense that they're going to they're going to say, all right, where did I sign? People, and, people and you close the deal. That, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I, I think when you take the num a number figure out of your goals, like it's good to have one. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like I want to make a certain amount of money. Right. But I think if you if you focus on I want to help a certain amount of people. Because you can kind of like do the backward math, right, as to how much you make on average per, I don't know, like session, right, or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, per sale, per whatever. And you say, okay, if I want to make 100 grand and I make on average 2,500, mm -hmm. that means I have to do, what, 100 sales? Right. Am I right? Yeah, it just depends on, you know, what, what the commission amount yeah, is. Yeah, so yeah. Let's, just, yeah. let's just say, but I'm just saying like 100 times 25, I think it's 25. Right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's just say that's what it is. So now focus on helping 100 people. Right. Don't focus on, okay, I'm at 80 grand. I'm at 83. Right. Because if you're one sale away, mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to, 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 to make that happen. Right. Than to make a number happen. Right. right. Because let's say, for example, you're, you're at 99. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to do everything in my absolute power to help one more family before the end of this year, mm -hmm. right? Versus you're at 93,000. You're going to try to make 7,000 on that next dude. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to help this next customer as you would help someone else. Right. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, so, and I bet you whatever you want that if someone focuses on 100 clients, they're going to make a lot more money than if they focus on 100 grand. For sure. Right? So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I think it, I'm just, I get very excited when I talk about this kind of stuff. I haven't even let you talk, bro. I want to <laughs> No, this is all interesting, man. I, I, I love the story because... You know, what you've shown is that you have the right mindset to be successful, right? And, and you've been able to pivot from, you know, yeah, of course, the market also helps you make money. Like you said, you, you join the, you know, the loan, you know, industry when interest rates were at all-time lows. Of course, you're going to, you know, you're going to cash in on that. But now solar is going off. So why not pivot? And you're like, oh, okay, well, solar is going to basically go away after five years. So what? You're going to get so much sales experience in those five years and you're not going to be able to go into a different industry and take those same skills into your new industry. What? There's going to be something else, another industry that's going off. Take that same skills, put it in your new industry. You're going to be just as successful, if not more, because now you can compound yep. uh, what you uh, what you learn. So uh, it's like the opportunity will always be there if you have the skill set. And if you don't have the skill set, when that opportunity comes, you're going to let it go because you don't have the skills. How can you serve a family if you've never even spoken, done a cold call? Yeah. So it's like, even if it goes away, you just have to, you know, like you said, and I think 
what you even said too is like knowing what to fall back on is really important because that gives you a peace of mind like for you it was you know the the conjunto and, and the music which is pretty interesting that you said because i grew up in, in music as well I actually have a keyboard up up okay. there so i grew up my dad actually grew up in uh playing uh in a band oh. so i was raised in music uh, uh, when i was two days old i went to a wedding and my dad was on stage so i grew up in music and i actually um a, a band member who actually played the keyboard when uh when i was seven years old ended up quitting the band and so my dad who's naturally a singer now had to basically play the piano but he's like hey this is not my thing i love singing so he actually put me in piano lessons and within uh but by the time i was 10 years old i was part of the band Oh hell and, yeah! And I was making maybe when we retire, we'll make our own band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I was there's like videos of me, you know, ten years old at a wedding, you know, making money already. My dad was giving me my paycheck, which just like you, I was getting underpaid now. But at the time, I was like, heck yeah, you know, the, you know, I was open. I opened my first bank account when I was ten years old, and I really liked the taste of money. I never had to work because my parents had a good lifestyle. Like they were providing me with a good lifestyle. Like they would, my mom. And both my parents had really good jobs. So they were like, hey, if you want video games. But they also taught me how important money is and, and the things and how to appreciate its value. Because once I remember when I was 16 years old, I got my first car. And my dad's like, hey, I'm going to give you the car, but I'm not going to pay for your gas. I'm not going to pay for your car insurance. I'm not going to pay for anything that any maintenance or repairs. So that's on you. I'll get you the car, but you're going to have to maintain it. So I had to go get a job. And thankfully, I had some money already saved up from playing in Conjuntos. In my, in my dad's conjunto. And man, it, it, it's just like, if you have that, that peace of mind, like, Hey, I can always revert back to that. Then you're not really trade. You're not chasing that sale anymore. Cause you're just really just concentrating on what's best for the client. Like for same thing for me, when I quit my, my job and I had my bachelor's degree already, I was making six figures working in an accounting job for a big real estate developer. And he was paying me well, but I, I knew that was my cap. Right? And if there was a, you know, if I was going to increase, I was going to have to work more hours, which I was already overworked and tired and burned out. So I was like, I got to figure out how to leverage teams like you're talking about and make, be able to make money. So I ended up quitting that six figure job to start my tax practice. But I always knew that, hey, if this doesn't work out, I have my CPA license. I have my bachelor's degree. I can always go back and get a job. Even if it's not six figures, even if I get another job for 70 or 80, I mean, my lifestyle is probably not going to change a whole lot. And I'm sure I, after I, I can probably grow and go back to that six figure salary. So I think when, when you have that peace of mind and it's like, hey, then you're not, you're not, there's not really any pressure. And now it's just, like I said, helping one family at a time. And that's when you make the most amount of money. Yeah. Because uh, again, like some people's uh, backup plan is, is like reserves, right? I yeah. Saved up. Me, it was like, Dude, what's the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, the the absolute worst that can happen is, well, you die, right? That's the worst thing. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, like, the worst that can happen in, in, in the business, right? Mm -hmm. The market crashes, and I ha I'm making zero dollars. Well, fuck it. I'm going to stay at that house until they kick me out, and then I'm going to go back to my in-law's house. If I have to lose that house, and I start from zero. I was at zero a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. not, not a couple, but six, seven years ago. Yep. So... Just rebuild, man. Just time to rebuild. And and that's always been my mentality. And I got, again, some some people might say, like, that's a retarded mentality to have. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, the people that are saying that have been at a nine job for 30 years making half of what we're making now. Right. So, so I mean, again, I, I keep going back to, like, making this, making that, making money. But And I don't I don't want to emphasize the, the money 
But it, like I said, again, it's very great to have it, right? Oh, for sure. And when and when you focus on like what's gonna make me that money, and is that gonna make me happy? Mm-hmm. Because again, I, so I have a cousin who who landed, well, he graduated uh, college, and he got a really good job, dude, for for uh, wonderful, wonderful searchers. I think it's wonderful or tape, yeah, what's whatever uh-huh. a statue or whatever it is. Okay, dude, he's making really good money. Mm-hmm. Like again, money that like our parents are like. Dude, retire there. <laughs> like, open your 401k. Yeah. You know, get benefits and retire there. Mm-hmm. And he hits me up about a couple months ago, like, dude, I hate my job. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? He's like, yeah, dude, I, I hate it. Like, I want to become a realtor. And like, what do you recommend? And I said, dude, do it. Like, do mm-hmm. it. Don't even think about it anymore. Put your two-week notice in already. Right. And he's like, shit, I just talked to your brother. And he told me, like, do it, but save money up. And I was like, ah, fuck that. <laughs> like, do it. See, so my advice might be very, 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 like, brutal, bro. Like, yeah. you you have the nuts to do it, then do it. Yeah. Like, but do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Hey, if I wake up this morning and I say I'm going to close it, and it's hard to say I'm going to close a deal today because you can't really, you can control that, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, almost, you also got to make your goals doable mm-hmm. because let's say your, your goal is 100 families one year and you're at 25 in August, like, you just give up on it and then right. you end up at 30, right? Mm-hmm. So make it doable. But what I'm getting is if I wake up this week and I say I'm closing three deals this week, no matter what it takes at all costs, best believe I'm going to make it happen. Yep. Right. Be- what? I was just going to say, and I think, you know, just going back to like your kind of the difference between you and your brother where your brother is like, hey, have the reserves, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like for me, I always wanted a year's, like I heard you got to have a year's worth of reserves before yep. you start your, your, you know, your business. Well, when you're making doesn't matter 50 to 100,000 a year you're probably spending most of it yep. for you to actually build a year's worth of reserves you're going to have to like live in a freaking you know homeless shelter dude yeah. saving, <laughs> saving money's hard bro you're never especially on that salary that's yeah. how are you going to save up that money and and the truth of the matter is that when you actually quit your job not having those reserves you're going to work so much harder than if you had those reserves because it's like I got to put food on the table. I'm not going to sleep until I close a deal, until I help a family. But if you have a year's worth of reserves, ah, that's all right. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Month. I'll do next, next month. month. Next month. And then and then you're eight months in with no sales. You're like, damn. <laughs> and now you're screwed because, yeah. because your mentality was never right. 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 So, again, there's nothing wrong with having the reserves. Mm-hmm. You should, If you can, save them up, right? Yeah. But, again, who can save up 50 to 80 grand making 50 to 80 grand? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's nearly impossible, dude. Um, so, so that's kind of where like I came, dude. Like I, I, I really like, I really just, I, I know I can make it happen and mm-hmm. I know I need to make it happen. Right. My kid needs to eat. My wife needs to eat. Mm-hmm. I need to eat and mm-hmm. I eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I mean that like, it's funny that I say it that way, but I mean like my lifestyle is expensive. Yeah. So I know that to maintain my lifestyle, I got to get that extra sale every week. Mm-hmm. So if my weekly goal is two sales this week, I need to get three. Mm-hmm. If it was just one, I get it two. Um, because because eventually, dude, when you focus on that, you look back, like literally, I looked back the other day at my year to day and I was like, holy shit. Like, whoa, like this is, and it makes you feel so good. Yeah. And again, you know what goes through my mind a second later? I need to bring people on. Mm-hmm. That's always my my thing, dude. It's like, Let's all eat, bro. We're all let's let's just let's all do it, man. Yeah. Like, come on, stop. Like, let that go. And I brought people on that didn't make it. I didn't fire them. They left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't make it. And and again, 
that's cool, dude. Like, find what you love. Because right. that person was like, dude, like, yeah, it's good money, but I just, I don't find, like, I don't find the love for it, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, I go knock doors and, and I'm, I'm miserable. I don't even have a good conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. Versus, like, when you, when I knock doors, I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? Yeah. A lot of times, I'm like, get the hell out of my house. I'm like, oh, you're having a bad day or something? <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, no. And then you kind of just break that. People will always right. have a guard up. Right. Right. Like, if someone comes in here trying to sell you something, right, like, mm -hmm. for your business, you're always, you're, you're, you're kind of just, like, hesitant to, like, yeah. you're probably trying to fuck me over. Right. That's what everyone's thought is of salespeople. Right. Little do it, does everyone know everyone's a salesperson. That's yeah. what and it's And just to add on that, it's because, like, people love to buy, but they don't like to be sold. Exactly. You, you have to let them sell themselves. Right. And the way you, you let someone sell themselves is by providing value to what you have to offer. Yep. Right? Like, in regards to solar. Mm -hmm. you're paying a bill mm -hmm. you're overpaying for that bill mm -hmm. you need power i have power <laughs> and i can sell it to you for half the price yep tell me where the scam is right and when you break it down when you dumb it down to someone like that mm -hmm. they're like holy shit this guy this guy's probably not trying to screw us over yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah but i mean again to each their own it's very simple but if it's hard for you it's okay yeah we can make it happen mm -hmm. if it's not for you that's okay too but find your happiness is yeah. my biggest thing. Yeah, you're never going to learn what you love unless you try it. So you might as well just give it a shot, especially if, if you if you think that you believe in the opportunity. You know, what, what do you have to lose? Maybe some maybe time, time spent, but you probably gained some skills while you were there anyway. 100%. So so why not give it a shot? But what I want to talk to you about, Edgar, because I think it's really important. And, and you mentioned like you were kind of recruited into this solar, right? And I think that, um, and now you're starting to build your team as well. And you even said with real estate, like, well, you're going to be capped on how much you can make in real estate yep. um, based on, you know, one individual's capacity. And I think a lot of people lack the ability to create teams and, and, and the ability to generate additional revenue with teams. And I think a lot of it is because they want it. Oh, I can do it myself. Oh, I can save the money. But really what I found, it's like the more I'm sharing my profits with my team members, the more that I actually make, I actually make more money. And, and I think that's how you actually can actually build a business because now you have teams, you know, you have supporting team members that everybody wins. You know who Tom Ferry is? I do. So I went to his conference in uh, Dallas, Texas. Last year. I actually went to a Cowboys game, happened to go to the conference. <laughs> I'm kidding. I went to the conference and there was a Cowboys game. So we took advantage of that. Nice. Um, so, um, we're there, and uh, one of the things he said, and I don't remember the exact words he said, but it made a lot of sense to me. It was, but it was in the in the in the lines of you always trade money for time, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, are you doing minimum wage shit? And he, these are his words, like he he was very straight up. Nice, you doing minimum wage shit, or are you doing like million dollar shit, right? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean, right? What that means is that clerical stuff you should not be doing, mm -hmm. right? Like. So, so you like a receptionist, mm -hmm. let's say you didn't want to hire a receptionist because it's, you know, you're, it's another livelihood, right? So right. it's, it's cost me money. Yeah. It costs you money to buy it, whatever you pay them. Mm -hmm. So right now we're interviewing this. You would have your door locked. Right. Because you can't just have someone sit there while we finish this. Right. Right. So, so what if that client there was like a owner of six small businesses locally? Right. That was looking for a CPA. Yep. And now you missed out on that because you didn't want to pay for a receptionist. Mm -hmm. And that's just a small example as right. to what many people do, mm -hmm. not just with a receptionist, with like a bunch of stuff. Oh, so, 100%. so if, if, so this, a podcast, like they've become huge, bro. And, and I, I'm, your following is great. Um, and it's only going to get better. It's mm -hmm. only going to get bigger. Right. And so 
this is an opportunity to make money. Yep. Right? Whether you have to do it for five years before it actually generates money, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yep. But not having a receptionist was stopping you from doing that. Right. Right? And again, I'm not being, I don't mean the literal sense of that. I just mean like in general, like when people are like that. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so I'd rather focus on, like if I have to give up a little bit here, a little bit there, mm-hmm. to, to look at the big picture, mm-hmm. you really need to focus on what you need to do right. for, the, for the big picture. Right. Right? Um, I'm sure you weren't this this big. How many people do you have working here now? I have uh, 15 people now. 15 people. 15 I, people. I, and I think for me, actually, just to piggyback off what you said, like the receptionist example, because I always go back to what what is your – I remember my first coach – Ever, first time I ever had a coaching call, never had a coach in my life. And I remember the first question he, he asked me is, what's your end goal? And I had never thought about that. I was like, I remember I was like, well, I don't know, maybe to replace my, my, my income that I was making before when I would be, cause I had barely quit my job and he's like, okay. And so once you get there, then you're done. That's your end goal. Well, no, I guess not. Then, okay, well then what is your end goal? And I had never really thought about it. And then I remember another coach asked me, hey, in between now and the time you retire, wh- what is the most money you'll make in one year? Remember I told him a million dollars. And he started laughing and he's like, Joel, you got to think bigger than that. And I was like, wow, more than a million dollars in one year. And um, it just opened my mind to the possibilities that are out there. And I remember I finally, I, I, and so I just spent like, hours and hours thinking okay what is my angle because i don't really know what it is is it money is it and then it was like just goes back to time and it goes back to being able to spend the, the, the time with your kids and so i was like all right how can i how can i have more time and how the reason what i found out is in order to have more time i gotta have more people and i was like i have to invest in people and now it's like literally before the show, I just spent two hours at the gym working out while I have a sales team that's taking care of my sales. I have a marketing team that's taking care of my marketing. I have a tax department that's taking care of my clients' taxes. I have an accounting department that's ca- taking care of my... Dude, you want to be like an eagle. You're just overseeing. Just making exactly. sure everything's happening right, you know? Um, that, that is the angle, right? Yeah. Because, because, I mean, there's nothing more valuable than time. Yeah. Really. There, or that I guess you can say like the right kind of time. Right. Um, because again, like a lot of people want like the instant uh, gratification, right? Mm-hmm. Like people want that like today, like, dude, I put in 10 hours of work today and I didn't even make a dollar. That's why I'd rather work at nine to five. Cool, dude. Like if that's your, if that's the kind of work you want, cool. But like entrepreneurs, you know that that's not how it works. Dude. Yeah. Like literally again, we'll go back to the same, the same thing. It's like you eat what you kill, right? Yep. Um, so, in regards to like building a team, like that, that, that's, what's important to me too, is that like, you need to open your eyes, dude. Like, and I don't mean you obviously you're, yeah. uh, I mean like, as you know, like even me, I still, I'm still very conservative in like what I want to make. Right. Like if you asked me that question, like what's the most you're going to make in a year? My answer would have probably been the same, if not less. Mm. Right. And, um, last year or two years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and the reason for that is because of our upcomings, right? Yeah. Like, like again, you, you had uh, a parents with a decent salary, but they showed you like money is worth, you know, like time and, and, and it's, it's valuable. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus like me, they, what can they re- like, what can my dad really, and, and this is going to sound rude. Right. Mm-hmm. But what can my dad really teach me about investments when he has none? 
Mm. Right. What can my dad really teach me about real estate when he's in the one house they bought and that's just because they needed one. Right. Mm. Um, and dude, I, my dad has taught me so much in life that is not that right. Mm -hmm. Um, but that that's when you need coaches. You need to open your avenues. Right. So like, Dude, pot, if you can't afford a coach, that's absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But you need to realize that you're going to 10 or 100x what that coach is going to teach you For if sure. you get the right coach. Yep. Right? So if you can't afford one, cool. YouTube and podcast, bro. Mm -hmm. Those things will teach you a lot. Like listening to all these podcasts, I'm like, dude, I just made know my first half a million you know mm -hmm. and i'm over here hella happy and then and then i hear these podcasts like hey what are you trying to make next year oh 10 million i'm like oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> and i thought i was cool and it's these dudes that are like oh yeah what do you do oh, i'm a trainer for gyms or like what do you do yeah. oh i you know i'm a cpa or stuff i'm like what in the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a regular ass job everyone thinks to become a millionaire you have to like own walmart mm -hmm. but that's what everyone's mentality is right yeah like i'll never make that like Dude, you can make that like renting jumpers yep. realistically. Mm -hmm. You just got to get big enough. Like, yep. you know, Jeronco here locally. Yeah. I can guarantee you that's a million dollar business, if not more. Yep. Right. I have a couple friends who own restaurants. That's like multiple million uh, dollar businesses. Yep. Like, it's very doable. This dude would drive around in a van selling seafood in the fields. Now he owns uh, a couple of uh, seafood restaurants in Bakersfield. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Everything is very obtainable when you open your mind. Mm -hmm. When you when you get your mind when you get your mindset straight and you and you make the right habits. Yep. Like I think going to the gym. You mentioned you went to the gym. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lethal part of your day. Mm -hmm. If you don't go to your, to the gym, I like going in the morning though. I like going like that's at, cool. Like at six. Yeah. Because my day goes by a lot. But I'm awake. I don't show up like to an appointment with one I have closed. <laughs> um, so it kind of helps me wake. Yeah, up. yeah, it wakes you up. But it doesn't matter when you do it. If you, it, it, it's more of like Andy Frisella seventy five hard. Like, everyone tries to use it as a fitness competition, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a fitness competition. It's a mental toughness competition, right? Because if you can do everything on that checklist for 75 days, you are a bad motherfucker. Mm -hmm. like, like, you can accomplish anything in life, yep. right? But if you can't, if one day you're like, and I'm not a fit dude, so, like, you know, everyone's like, this guy don't go to the damn gym. <laughs> I just eat like shit, dude. <laughs> I, I need to clean up my eating habits. And, and speaking of 75 hard, I'm thinking of starting that when I get back from Mastalan. Um, I'll be going in the next few weeks. Nice. So, like, when I get back, I'm doing it. No damn excuses. My wife's my wife's birthday is about to pass, and we're gonna be out there. Nice. My son's birthday is until December. My birthday is till April. There's no excuse as to like in the middle. There's this holiday. Like, I, I know I, if I make that happen, dude, I will guarantee you, and I and I will even make you a bet that I'll be back on your podcast next year and have made over a million dollars next year. Nice. Like, nice. I know I can make that happen for right? sure. But but it, it just takes that mindset, like. Once you figure out I can accomplish anything, mm -hmm. dude, you can accomplish anything. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's it just a matter of, like you said, having the right mindset and also how badly do you want it? How badly do you really want it? Because if you really want it that bad, like, are you going to actually sacrifice? Like if you're like, okay, I'm going to make a million dollars. Okay. Well that might mean if you're not going to make a million dollars, then you got to sacrifice maybe that trip to Mazatlan if it, if it really means that much 100%. to you. But if it if it yeah, I'm good with five hundred, okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, you you're, you're sacrificing one thing or another. So it's just a matter of really knowing. I think that's why it goes back to that end goal. And it's like, what's really, you know, what is it that you want to achieve? Is your end goal a, a money figure now or no? It's not anymore. Now, I mean, honestly, like for me, like I said, I could retire now if I wanted to. But I'm just all about the impact now and and just the difference that I'm making in people's lives. And and don't get me wrong. 
I love money. You know, why would I not be in business if it wasn't for it? And like I said, my lifestyle gets better. And to me, you know, money is a tool that can be used to continue to grow the business because it's all right, cool. Now I have extra money to put more into marketing, get more leads, or here's a, you know, more money that I can hire now a second salesperson, you know? So to me, the money is oh, cool. And now I am able to invest to buy myself more time, which is my end goal. And so of course I'm trying to double up every year, you know, try to continue to grow the firm every, you know, by doubling the size. Your office is beautiful, bro, but I want to see you in a bigger one next year. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And actually we, um, kind of piggyback off that. We actually, we're going to buy a bigger office, uh, 2019, but that's when COVID hit and it was actually a blessing in disguise because ever since then, cause we actually outgrew our office in 2019. Oh, okay. But COVID hit, I asked the team, you know, here, here's laptops after COVID was kind of dying out. I was like, all right, you guys want to come back to the office? That's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, nah, man, we're good here at home. So, and they are actually more productive. So I was like, you know what? I'm liking this virtual thing. And now I have clients basically across all 50 states, ma mainly the bigger states like California, Texas, Florida, where, you know, Chicago, where the clients are actually the ones making the most money. But that has allowed us to basically reduce our overhead expense, 100%. increase our revenue. So as long as they're working, you know, yeah. you know, you <laughs> so know you might not see a big graph. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, Mr. Elon says that they don't work at home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's trying to bring everybody back. You got to hold them accountable for sure. <laughs> no, man. But it's just, it's just, a, I, I, lo I love your mentality as well. I love, I love that. Like it's, it's, it's not about money, dude. Like you're a very successful person. You can see it. I mean, your office again, it's beautiful, dude. It's, it's big. It's nice. Um, and, and simply, you know, the people you work with, you know, uh, again, Bradley to me is huge and you were with him. Like he wouldn't have taken you in if you weren't a successful dude. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that like all that stuff, like, dude, like, and, and, you know, I, I don't know if you know, I think, I don't Were you, did you have this conversation with him about the word humble or did you hear about what he says about that? Go ahead and go ahead and okay, recap. So, so do you know what the word humble is? Like the actual definition of humble? Go ahead and describe it. it it's, uh, if I can't think of it, the actual, um, words but it's like diminishing yourself like what you think about yourself mm -hmm. to not uh to not offend other people or something like yeah that. like when you look at it that way like shit i don't want to be humble <laughs> like, like i want to be nice and i want to yeah. like, help people but like yeah but the reason that i thought of that is because i said like you're you're like a very humble dude right like and and like many people that are as successful or you or even less would like have taken up like a dude who is this guy like no one even knows this guy i don't want to have him on my podcast you know like yeah you get what i'm saying so like i i, I love i love when people like that can help each other out you know what i'm saying like um i'm sure like if i ever have clients that need a cpa or even myself i need one i was actually talking to you about that yeah like i i work with people who work with me you know what i mean for sure so like that's what it's about dude helping each other out holding each other up and, uh, and that's what I'm here to do, dude. Like, I think my bigger calling in life, I'm telling you, is I want to become a coach someday. Um, nice. and, and it's not even like, like I can make you a millionaire. No, it's like I can help you level up. Yeah. Whatever that means for you, that's your, that's your problem. Yep. Right? Don't worry about money. Yep. If you're making 50, I'll help you double it. If you're making a million, I'll still help you double it. Even yep. if I'm not a millionaire. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is a lot of people are stuck. They plateau not because, and, and the dollar figure doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Right? If you make 10 million, some people get stuck there. Mm-hmm hardly ever happens because the rich people just keep getting richer yeah <laughs> but like let's just say that person's stuck it might be the simplest tweak that they need to make yep in order to quadruple 10x what they're making mm -hmm. but they don't make it because they're so accustomed to what they've already been doing right, right. like i'm sure you if you got uh, you have coaches i'm sure right yeah okay like 
that's probably what's helping you not plateau. Right. Because in one one's mentality, one that comes from from what we grew up with, like we're already over succeeding. Right. So it's easy for us to be like, I'm done, dude. Yeah. I don't need more. Yeah. But we need more. We don't want more. Right. Like we need more, dude. I want to change my kids' lives. Now I'm still I'm still gonna like show him like, dude, you need to work for your shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Shaq says, my kids think they're rich. They're not rich. I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's true, though. Yeah, like, no, it is, yeah. like, my kid is going to know that. Like, dude, yeah. my money's not your money. Mm-hmm. When I die, it might be. Right. So don't kill me. Yeah. But, but like, <laughs> like my money's not yours. So you want to go to the movies? You better cut the grass. Yeah. And it's not going to be hard. I'm going to send them to the fields and make them. I mean, hey, shit, that's not a bad thing either, though. Huh? Right. Sure, that's do what I do. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, dad, can I have 100 bucks? Okay, wash my cars. Mm-hmm. We, we all know you can get a car wash for 20. Right. Or fifty or whatever shit. Now who knows, right? Right. <laughs> but um, uh, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. need them. To, we need our kids to know the value of money because their lives are going to be way different than what we grew up doing, right? 100 percent. And then there's that cycle that says like eventually our kids are uh, are like you know great great grandkids are going to be back to my parents like um, style of living, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard? Have you seen that? Something yeah, like yeah. It's like a cycle. Well, the reason that happens is because. They, the, the, the parents or the kids don't understand the value of money, right? Right. I grew up in Arvin High. Mm. Call it ghetto, call it whatever you want, but I love that I did. Because mm. if I would have grew up Stockdale High or, like, these other highs frontier, like, I would have been around all these rich boys without being rich, mm-hmm. right? So, like, again, there's nothing wrong with that. It helps you become a better person in regards to, like, goals. Like, like now, so again, we go back to the same thing. Like, dude, my parents were making, like, 30 to 40 grand a year together. Mm. Like, together, bro. Wow. Think about that. So, so now if I'm hanging around with all these rich white boys that are making, and I, I'm not racist, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just who lives up there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. For sure. Uh, um, so if I'm, if I'm over here with all these dudes, like, like, and their parents are making a million, I'm going into their house with a big old pool and like these big old houses down there on, on Stockdale and Allen and stuff, you know, I'm like, damn, I'm broke as hell. And, and, and you come back home and it kind of might even like diminish your, your self-esteem, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, damn, I wish I was like them mm-hmm. versus like. Look, son, you can have all this, but you have to work for it. Yep. Like, yeah, we live in a good community. Yes, you have a pool, you know, whatever. But if you ever have a friend that doesn't, you're not better than him because you don't have money. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, like, you want some of my money? Work for it. Yep. And then that shows them the reality of life. Yep. Because that's what life is. Yep. There's no handouts, dude. Well, unless you're in California and, <laughs> and, and you're getting and all these stimulus checks, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. no handouts in life. Like, yeah. like, even touching on that topic, all the money that was free, mm-hmm. dude, we're, we already quadruple paid it yep. back. Mm-hmm. You know that? Like, yeah. so, so there's no handouts in life. The point of life is you need to you need to work. work. Hard work, I think, doesn't get you. This is gonna sound stupid. Hard work doesn't get you anywhere. Smart work does. Yeah. Right. So you can work as hard as you want with the wrong tool, <laughs> and the guy with the right tool working easy as hell is gonna beat you to the to the goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So get the right tools. Yep. Get the right team. If again, if you don't have the money to pay for a coach today, that's that's absolutely okay. Hit up Joel. You know, hey, Joel, who's your coach, man? You you mind talking to me about, like, you know, and I doubt you'll say no, dude. Right. Same thing with me. Same thing with probably anybody that's ever been on your podcast. Yep. A, a helping hand is what I'm here for. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and whether you want to do solar or not, hit me up, dude. Like, I want to help you. If, if you think you can, again, I'm not a coach yet. I'm going to be someday, though. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back. 
And job. you probably are a coach without even actually knowing it. Because by you building a team and stuff, you're coaching. Yeah, and I post a lot yeah. on social media. Um, yeah. Like, even regards to, like, dude, like, there's these people that I work with, um, worked with. Um, and, you know, they, you know, they say there's there's people that want to see you do good, but just not better than them. Mm-hmm. That's not me, bro. Not whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, if I bring someone on and this fucker, like, doubles me in sales, you know how happy I'll be? Oh, hell yeah. And not even because I'm making money off of that. Yeah. I just be like, that's my project right there. That's hell my yeah. boy. You know, like, yeah. that gives me bragging rights. Like, if I brought this fucker in and he did that, I could bring anybody in here. Yep. And that's just my mentality. Like, yep. someday become a coach to where, like, hey, dude. You know, what if one day I could live off being a coach, traveling places, just coaching people? That's the life, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the, if you want to ask, like, the, 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 angle, the angle, that's my angle. Dude. Nice, man. Like, obviously, do it out of, like, love for it, not for the money. Mm-hmm. And again, I bet you whatever you want that if I did that, I'd be more successful money-wise. Like, oh, yeah. Everything, my, 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 my uh, relationship with my wife would be extraordinary. And that would all be on account of doing stuff because it makes you happy. Dude, again, I can't emphasize this enough. Like, and I'm sure again you can agree with this. It's like having the right partner at home is the most important thing, I think. For sure. I think my wife is definitely a stronger and smarter person than I am. Um, you know, they say be- behind every strong man, there's like a stronger woman or something like mm-hmm. that. It's a lie in my house. She's in front, dude. Like, <laughs> like she 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 is legit, like, like probably the best thing that could happen to me because I'm telling you. Before I got married, dude, I was in a group and I'd probably still be there today. Mm-hmm. Like I'd still be cool with five, six hundred bucks a week. And I'm like, I'm about to be, well, I'm going to be 30 in a couple of years. I'm 27. Nice. So, so it's like, and again, that's probably why I always fall back. on like, dude, I'm only 27. And like, if I fail tomorrow, that's fine, dude. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that are 35 and they're still like working in the fields. Like, and they're, yeah. and they're at my generation. That's the thing that like, like my parents just didn't know better. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like. They, that that's what they were introduced to when they came here so you can't blame them for like hey you limited yourself now was there those those outstanding dudes or like people in my dad's era where like they were like hell no i'm gonna become a business owner yes there is like that restaurant guy i was telling you about he's around my dad's age and now this dude's like a millionaire you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. now it's just it's a mindset dude right yeah. my dad was like i got taught this i'm doing what i got taught mm-hmm. and and, and Blame it on whatever. Oh, yeah, he came from a wealthy family. Nah, that's all BS, dude. Yep. You, They're just excuses is what they are. It's like, instead of like, he, whether he had that or not, it's like, well, why don't you create those opportunities for yourself? And it's like, find a way. Find a way to, to create that opportunity for yourself. But if you don't change your mindset, all you're doing is just going to basically, like you said, it's the same thing with someone pulls up in that Lamborghini. You could talk shit about him. Or you can say, hey, how can I join your team? And I'm pretty sure any successful entrepreneur says, damn, how'd you do it? Yeah. How'd you do it, bro? Or like, congrats on that shit. For sure. Like, I'm telling you, dude, I, I'm big on that. Like, my yeah. friends just bought a Tesla, so my dumb ass goes and buys a Tesla. <laughs> I'm like, like, I ain't staying behind, fucker. <laughs> I do it too. And, and it wasn't even the, of like a hating mentality. It's like, hell yeah, dude. Like, like we do the same thing and, and he makes, I don't know if he makes more or less than me. I, I don't ask those questions. Um, but like he comes, he comes to the office one day right there at one of our, our weekly meetings and he's, he rolls up in his Tesla and I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, when'd you get it? And he tells me about it. And then he's like, Hey dude, they have one available right now. I was like, well, then we're going over there to get it dog. Let's go. And I ended up getting one. So I was like, but, but see like somebody else would have been like, and I hope he's not thinking this. I doubt it. He's a cool dude. 
like this motherfucker just got one because I did. You know? <laughs> so what? Yeah. Like, who cares? That's what life's about. You know what? Yeah. Now we're the test gang. Yeah, you know exactly. What I'm like, <laughs> and, and next year we got model threes. Next year we're gonna get model S's. Yeah. And after the model S, we'll get a model X and Y, whatever. But you get what I'm saying. Right. Like, like let's let's all let's all level up together. And if you need help leveling up, whether you're in sales, um, if you're in a nine to five and you absolutely hate it, if you kind of hate it, if you think you hate it, if you just simply don't like it, if you kind of just barely like it, dude, just hit me up, hit one of us. up. I'm sure you have yeah. something to teach him too, dude. Like, but I think the path of entrepreneurship is probably one of the best paths that you can take. 100%. Edgar, um, if anybody wants to hit you up, wants to be part of your solar team, they can reach you at, uh, at the lender. Edgar, um, is the, um, the tag. So at the lender, Edgar, you can find him on Instagram and Facebook. Edgar, you dropped so many bombs today. I think that anybody who wants to be a part of your team is going to just level up like you're saying. So again, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, man. And uh, again, thanks for being on. Thank you, Joe.